Hi, this is Stover, the barbecue hunk. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Have a hunky day. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? Eight, two, three, four, we nerd. Delicious, Lavernia, shit peach seeds. I'm shaking like a dog, shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show, where we talk about the most important things going on in the barbecue and grilling industry. If it's happening, we're talking about it. If you want to talk about it, I'm happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Or an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Or hit me on Clubhouse right now. We can do this. You uh, raise your hand. I bring you up on stage. You ask me a question. Or give your take on a guest or burning topic. What could go wrong? Still to come in the show this evening, Sam the Cooking Guy in about 12 minutes and Brad Leininger from Getting Basted. Brad will be our first guest joining us through Clubhouse. So we'll see how that goes. Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for a live video feed. I think I got overzealous with the follows there. Slash RD Rempy on YouTube for a live video feed as well and a robust chat. We're also, as I had mentioned, live on Facebook. We greet the 514 studio. Hey. Hey now. Watching on Twitch. My first Twitch comment of this evening. So thank you for watching on any and all platforms. Also, I would like to mention if you would prefer to get this show through podcast feed only and you would rather not hear me do any ad reads, you can subscribe to an ad-free experience both on Patreon at the patreon.com slash BBQ Central Show page, or if you're an Apple uh, uh, Apple podcast user, you can subscribe to ad-free content right there within the show itself. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, you will find episode 201 bringing you back to November 1st of 2011, 10 years ago. Folks, there have been some classic moments on the show. There are plenty of classic moments. I don't even remember as much as I'm ashamed to say it. However, this is not one of those moments. In fact, this particular moment, which you will hear on Friday, is one that has stayed with me since the moment it happened 10 years ago. Have you ever heard me reference the certified Angus beef rant courtesy of Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, this mention works into the classic parts and fabric of the show and history and is usually at the top of the moments that are mentioned. 
This Friday, you will hear the segment from which this classic rant was born. And better yet, you get to hear the setup to it happening. This wasn't a topic that Dave Bosco wanted to come on the show. This wasn't preconceived where he's like, oh, uh, lead me into this and then I'll just go on. This was not something that was a put on. This was an organic and spontaneous rant. If you haven't heard it before, you're in for a treat. I can't believe it's taken 201 shows to get here. What's going on? But Friday, it happens again. For some, the very first time. For many others, the stroll down memory lane to hear a great moment from the show's long and storied past. By the way, what's going on with Dave Bosco? How are you, my friend? Hope everything is well. Hope the family's good. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving when it comes. We got to have you back on, Dave. See what's happening. But this is the rant. Don't forget, you have to be subscribed to the podcast feed in order to hear it. And don't forget, you can email in your own request if you would like to hear a particular segment or guest from months or years or decades past. Email John. He puts them together. J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com and he'll do his best to meet your expectation. We do have a couple requests coming up as I was looking into the archive spreadsheet. So if you know you've put your request in, it's coming probably within the next couple weeks or so. But this coming, man, is it going to be good. The CAB rant. It's so good from Dave Bosco. Email from a listener. Hey, Greg, listening to last Tuesday's show, and you misspoke when talking about Guy Fieri's money. It's not $80 million per year. It's a three-year contract. Crunching the numbers. Guy Fieri's $80 million three-year contract with Food Network boils down to roughly $27 million in yearly compensation through 2024. Regards, Rick. Thanks, Rick. You know, just because Sam the Cooking Guy went out of his way two or three weeks ago to tell me that I misused a phrase, what was it, station in life, when I was referring to people being in the same type of circumstance that I was. I said station in life, which evidently means social standing, social status. And perhaps unknowingly, I used it in the very right way, as in, hey, only me and these really rich people can see Harry Styles and you can't. You're not in our station of life. <laughs> but let's not make this a thing where you're keenly listening and ready to jump down my throat about something that I didn't say right or a phrase that I didn't use right. I'm as snarky as it comes to using correct English, using the right words, using the right phrases. But this is a live show. I'm talking off of my head most of the time and from time to time. And it is very infrequent. I might A, make up a word as we come to know. And B, I'll probably say something wrong. But it seems like it fits in my head. 
And if it makes you feel better to lob me an email like Rick did and say, no, no, it's not $80 million a year. It's 80 for three. Then you send me that email if that makes you feel good. I'll live with it. And who can live on $27 million a year? Guy needs a raise. He should be making $80 million a year. What did I do all last weekend? I watched diners, drives-ins, and dives all weekend. I've probably seen him seven times. Sat right through him. Love him. Give that man $80 million a year so he can add another addition to Flavortown. So we can add more acres to that village. Also, plenty of you emailed me on how Texas embedded correspondent Doug Shiding didn't seem and or not able to grasp the difference between buying steaks from Creekstone and not from a butcher who carries Creekstone brand steaks in their local butcher shop as it relates to the KCBS National Grilling Competition. Right? I went back and listened to it. He did not seem to pick up exactly what I was putting down or as the rules were written. So in case the majority of you were like Doug, who A, I guess, have access to Creekstone meat at your local butcher. I don't. The rule for KCBS was this. You have to buy the meat, a strip steak of this size, weight, and thickness. And it has to be from either Creekstone or Double R Ranch, which is a agri-beef runoff. That's a, agri-beef owns also Snake River Farms, if you've ever heard of them. But it's got to be through one of them, and it's got to come in their commercial packaging. So as Doug was mentioning, he goes to his local butcher, and they wrap it up in butcher's wrap, which is how they would do it at the butcher. You show up to a contest like that, you're getting booted out. You can't cook that to turn in. It's got to be in the cryovac or the, the vacuum packaging so they can then... A, qualify it as the right meat from the right purveyor, do their inspection, give it the seal of approval, and away you go. You show up to that with butcher paper, you're screwed. Creekstone or not. So if you didn't understand it, jump on Doug's bandwagon because I'm still a little unsure if he still doesn't know or if he now does know. He did seem offended. I was offended too. I don't like being told where to buy it. Meet the spec and that's it. But just in case some of you were on Doug's train of not understanding what that meant, that's exactly what it means. Also, many of you emailing going, how does he not understand what's going on here? He's a rocket scientist. There's a lot of complex things that Doug can understand that we won't. Just because he can't wrap his head around, go to this website and get it, doesn't mean that he's not smart. He's really smart. Smarter than 10 of us put together. He's a rocket scientist. He's a nuclear physicist. He's probably not a nuclear physicist, but why not? Before we get to Sam the Cooking Guy, I'll talk to you about Yukon Glory and the Grill and Serve set. An absolute revolution when it comes to the landscape of grilling baskets. I've always hated two things about grilling baskets. 
I have to wear some kind of heat-resistant glove to take the things off the cooker because they're hot. Two, it gets grease and oil all over my table or counter, wherever the hell I set it down to serve. Being someone who's known as a clean freak, that's not something I can really get down with. So what's a gal to do? Enter the great product from Yukon Grilly. Called the Grill and Serve Set. Yukon Grilly. The Grill and Serve Set. It's a patented design. It fixes everything. The set includes three stainless steel grill baskets, which are moved by a clip-on handle that seamlessly grips the interior of the basket for easy lifting and dropping. The set also has a large custom-fitted stainless steel serving tray to catch drips and allow for a beautiful table presentation, but perhaps in my case, more importantly, gives you a clean table when everybody's done eating. Thank you, Yukon Grizzly. What should you cook on them? Well, glad you asked. How about this? Veggies, seafood, wings, tacos, meats of all types. If you can think of it, you can use it to cook on. Where can you buy? Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target. How about this? Go to yukonglory.com and as you check out, save your ass 10% off of everything every time you go by using code 10Central. 10Central altogether. Again, that will save you 10% on everything you buy every time you go to yukonglory.com. That's yukonglory.com. The grill and serve set. Get it for the holiday season. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the hell it is you celebrate. If you don't even celebrate anything, but you still do gifts, give somebody that. The Grill and Serve set from Yukon Grilly. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Yukon Glory. We're back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes and a host of accessories to complete that Pit Barrel cooking experience. Whether you are a beginner or you're a professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Joining me now, somebody that blows it up all over YouTube with 3.11 million subscribers as of 9 o'clock this very morning. We race to the hotline and welcome back Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer and first second hour, first Tuesday of the month guest sam the cooking guy hey sam how are you oh boy we got a trouble we got trouble i knew it i can't hear you no i can't hear you i see the lights are green it's no good we have no joy in mudville uh just disconnect and then reconnect in try that why not like close everything down and then come back in There you go. I saw him freeze that time. You know, it's just not a show unless there's at least one technical issue that comes in. You know, why not? Why not? By the way, 
if you're just tuning in or you knew that we had Robert Moss on the show, I think I think we have you. Yeah, there you are. You got me, yeah? You got me, yeah? I got you. Okay, good. Uh, let me finish. Let me try this. this. Hold on one sec. No. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, if you were wondering or you're just tuning in, you heard Robert F. Moss on the show and you wanted somebody said something about tickets or why is his website linked, go and buy the remaining general audience tickets, general admission tickets, I think that's what it's called. And you can be a part of a huge first-time event where you will have access to two dozen of the most prolific pitmasters in the country today, like Chris Lilly and Rodney Scott and Pat Martin, and the list goes on and on. People from Texas, whoever they are. So there you go. Uh, we are joined right now by Sam, the cooking guy. And uh, are you ready to go here or, or what? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what happened. And I can't hear myself in here. Well, yeah, because is... you don't have your headphones plugged into the bottom of the mic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. But I see. First time on the show, everybody. No, it's not. Can you hear me now? I was trying to, was trying to do it with, with the earbuds and somehow it didn't, yeah. uh, wouldn't take and. I wanted to be cordless for you. Yes, well. And just let me start by saying um, okay. thank you for your apology for misspeaking uh, last week. Yes, all right. It's very impressive. You're a big man for coming on and telling everybody how terrible you felt that you misspoke. I want to be, I, I want to be correct. And if unknowingly I was incorrect by the use of station in life, which I believe just a few minutes ago, I might have actually unknowingly used it also correctly and incorrectly at the same time. Where in my conscience, That's amazing. In my conscience, you I have was, a talent, my friend. In my conscience, I was saying station in life, like we're all sharing this moment, station in life, which is incorrect. Yeah. What yeah. I unconsciously also meant was hey, you're not as rich as the rest of us. Our station in life allows us to see mm -hmm, Harry Styles mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in concert. Motherfucker, yeah! Station <laughs> in life! That's right. So I what didn't realize that until we were talking it out here over the show. I got you. There you go. I got so, you. It's all good. Man. All right. Good. So it's you can good. see Sam the Cooking Guy in a number of different places, <laughs> obviously on YouTube. Thecookingguy.com is also a website yes. and shop.stcg.com for all products, of course. And the Thank holidays you. are coming. So make sure you're stocking up on all of that stuff. Not that we can get our products. They're on a boat somewhere sitting out in the harbor. They have soon. to be close to you. No, they're close, but you know the you know the problem that the ports are having. Don't I getting the uh, you don't know? Of course I do. Most of my truck parts are on know? those things. Oh yeah, that's right, right. I mean, it's affecting. It's amazing. It affects everything. Yeah, it's terrible. Every so difficult. But let's not let's not complain about that. Let's not complain about that. Let's talk about Al Pastor, and then mm -hmm. incorporate mm -hmm. talk on that with the cooking vessel that you use, which has been a longtime sponsor of this show called the Pit Barrel PBC, Cooker. Pit Barrel Cooker, by the way, will be giving away one of those uh, this holiday season oh, or yeah? holiday giveaway. Look at you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, went through all the details with Amber. She's super nice. Oh, she's the best. We're in love with the Pit Barrel Cooker. I'm going to say that. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Breaking I'm gonna news? Say, Breaking I think, news? Mm, no, I don't okay. think so. All right. Just, Just a comment. All right. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. I believe the pit barrel cooker is 
the best smoker for the money. Like it's hard to beat that. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I think it's sub uh, for yeah. the for the flagship model that you have. I call it the flagship. Yeah, model. it's uh, sub four hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sub four hundred bucks. Absolutely. Set it and forget it. Yeah. Great food. And by the yeah, way, plug and play. If you yeah. don't know the biggest selling point of this thing, especially if you're a rib eating family, you can hang oh boy. eight racks of ribs on this thing. Eight racks of ribs. I can't even get eight it's, racks it's of ridiculous. ribs on my biggest cooker otherwise. And let, just let me say this. For those of your listeners or, or viewers that have looked at it, have wondered about it, have thought if they should get it, and like me, they had this question. How is it possible to hang a rack of ribs in a cylinder like that with the heat source, the charcoal, the briquettes at the bottom, and the bottom five or six ribs don't burn the F up before the rest of the rack gets cooked perfectly. I don't know how they've done it, but they don't. The first rack of ribs I cooked on a pit barrel cooker were the best rack of ribs I think I've ever cooked. Wow. I'm not making that up. I'm not saying that because they're giving us one to give away. I'm saying it because that is what I said. It was it's crazy how it works. I'm a big fan. Uh, little foot, little footprint, fan. too. Yes. Hu uh, little footprint, too, which, by the way, you know, if there's someone in your life that does not want too much gear out in the back porch, this little fellow does not take up much room. On the opposite, 30 inches, on the no. opposite side of that, there's a lot of us yeah. that suffer from MCS, yeah. multiple cooker syndrome, which hand in hand goes with, if I bring another one home... <laughs> my, either yeah. my wife is going to divorce me or I'm going to have to get rid of one. Here's the perfect solution. If you don't have a pit barrel cooker yeah. already, you can get it. Yeah. It's really not that much money. And you can almost hide it behind every other cooker. So it's like your yeah, little exactly. secret. Exactly. Um, so we did, you mentioned the El Pastor. We did El Pastor um, in Mexico. Places here, San Diego for sure. I don't know if they're doing it in Cleveland. You can get El Pastor tacos and just imagine it's pork. It's like a big shawarma. They lay them flat and the whole thing turns and there's the rotisserie heat thing at the back and it, that outside edge gets charred and beautiful and you cut slices off and you put it in a taco. So, you know, uh, without the pit barrel cooker, you're doing it in the oven, you're doing it on your grill mm -hmm. and maybe you're putting it in a, I don't know how you're doing it, but, but when we decided to do it, I went, I got the perfect thing for it. So it was a setting it up took a bit, cutting the pork and getting it marinated. And then on the, I sort of had the Jerry Riga little contraption for it, but it all worked. And this shit was crazy good. Looked great. Crazy I've, good. I've been a huge yeah, El really Pastor fan. You can get really good El Pastor. Really, really delicious. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Very yeah. good. I like that. Um, I, I just like, like to carne. Give you crap about not having, I like to give you crap about not having good food in Cleveland. But you've got uh, Michael Simon. So. His stuff's good, and I imagine your stuff is good, though we've never met, and I've never eaten your food. What else do we have One here day. in Cleveland? Say it. <sighs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, I know, I know. no, no, Talk no, no. I'm it. talking about food. F the Hall of Fame. Oh, I've never food. even been there. Uh, you've never been? Oh. It's not uh, obligatory? and like Don't they take like sixth grade uh, class uh, tours through well, there? Well, it wasn't. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame wasn't here when I was in sixth grade, number one. Mm. And number two... I can't tell you how many people have come back and reported to me that it was eh, 
So why would yeah, I go spend the money? I'm I've like, heard oh, okay. Well, I mean, I've, I've I heard that. I, I don't think I want to go there for an eh experience. I can, you know, go next door and talk with my elderly neighbor Dorothy for an eh experience. <laughs> okay, but before That's we forget, great. go on to the other thing that you've got in Cleveland. You know what? You know what it is. Oh, that burger place? No. Uh, Chori Pollo. Chori Pollo. That's right. I can't remember the name of the place, yeah, but that's, that's right. Coco Locos. You can't you remember the name should, of the you place. You know what I should? Do you want to show? Do you want to show them uh, the picture? You can show them the picture. Do you have it handy? No, I don't. It's in the book. We say nothing. Okay. Okay. Say nothing. Never mind. Don't. You're going to ruin it for Never. everybody. I've said too much already. Right. So you do ribs on the the pit barrel cooker. Have you used it for anything else that you've found it to be magical on? Uh, I did a chicken on it. Yeah, very good, right? Did you do lamb on it yet? I did the chicken. No. I will. I will. I promise. I promise. I promise. So in a couple weeks, Uh, we hmm. have Thanksgiving. We all love Thanksgiving. I was just talking with... My favorite favorite food holiday. Is it? Yours? Uh, No question. Uh, What's yours? Quick. Don't say July 4th. It's a throwaway. It's a gimme. I don't know. Favorite, Favorite food, food holiday. Come on. Uh, for anybody that's uh, that, uh, <laughs> that can comment, I would like to Yikes. know what... Uh, what? How do you not have a favorite food holiday? I don't holiday? know. I guess I just Dude, it like could be all... Your birthday for, I just like all food holidays. I don't know if I discriminate. Yeah. See, or I, I look, find I'm, one to be more... One more better. One better I, than the I, next. I will, put, I will put Thanksgiving above Hanukkah, and I really love Hanukkah. Who doesn't? It's a brisket and kugel, whatever, all the stuff we make. But Passover is pretty good. I will say Passover is good, but I think I think Thanksgiving is my favorite. So I was because talking the, the, I was yeah. talking with Mark Williams in the first hour, and I said, hey, for years <clears throat> I have said this coming year is going to be the year that mm-hmm. I don't fall victim to eating turkey on Thanksgiving and then maybe for a couple of days following it, but then magically – it evaporates, and I don't even think about eating it again until the next Thanksgiving. And I, every year I've said, well, this got to change, because I do like turkey. You can do some stuff with it. You can put some flavor on it. I mean, yeah. it's not overly exciting yeah, yeah. all by itself necessarily outside of the Thanksgiving day and the pomp and circumstance, blah, blah, blah. But I, I like it. My wife likes it. It's really good on the smoker. It, it takes on smoke, but not in a terrible way, especially if you're using the right smoke. So I just never think about it, and away it goes until the following Thanksgiving, which again is happening this year. So, do you mm. fall to that same victim, or will you eat it regularly-ish? I don't. I don't really know why, because I I, I, I quite like it. Um, I think it has to be brined for sure. Um, you know, we just shot this uh, this November video for Chosen Foods, right? Uh, the all the avocado oil that yes. we're fans of, the sponsor fan. of the show, Big that fan. kind of stuff. They also make other avocado oil based products, including a line of mayos. So we're talking about, you know, what would this? They're very cool. They go, you know, what what do you what do you think you would like to do for a November uh, video? And I go, well, what, what do you want me to feature? And they go, maybe the mayos would be good. Hmm. And I said, all right. So we, I showed how to incorporate mayo into the four Thanksgiving traditional items. I took a turkey breast, which, by the way, I, I don't know if there's a stigma about them, 
but easy to cook, easy to handle, and there's no bones. It's just perfect. I bought a turkey breast, and uh, I did it in the oven, having done nothing more than seasoning it with kosher salt and pepper and slathering it with this harissa mayo, this Mediterranean-spiced mayo. And I'm telling you, it not was only gorgeous, but it was delicious. Mm. It was really good. And I forget how good turkey can be and easy when you think turkey breast. You don't have to, doesn't have to be a whole all-day event. You can just do the turkey breast. You get the good part. It's all delicious. Everybody's happy. And we should be thinking about that more. But as I was doing the turkey breast, I also did mashed potatoes and gravy and stuffing, all of which had some of this chosen, a different chosen mayo mixed in with it. Gravy? It's just a fat, sorry? Gravy and The gravy, uh, honestly, Greg, just got better. Think of it. It's the fat. It's like taking, yeah, it's like taking, um, imagine taking gravy and just stirring in a couple tablespoons of butter. It's kind of like that which I think when you think about it as being butter or marrow, maybe it doesn't sound all that great, but it's really delicious. Mm. It's really good. But so we had stuffing, we had gravy, we had mashed potatoes, I had turkey. And I had that next day a stuffing, turkey, mashed potato, gravy bowl for dinner. Mm. I could not have been happier. Mm. And when when you think about that, we should be doing this more often, but but where you get a turkey in uh, in August? Just at the grocery store, I would imagine. I guess I don't know. I don't think there's very many of them. And I had to shoot something early one year for some Bed Bath and Beyond promo stuff I was doing, and I was hard pressed to find a mm-hmm. turkey. And you know, are you running into shortages out there? there uh, my, Tim McCaskill was on a couple weeks or last week and said, you "No, know, I listened turkey to that. Yeah, I, it was it was uh, it was after that that I went out and I ordered mine. So mm. I've not I've not faced that yet, but I don't I don't really know. It's, mm. I don't know. Have you found shortages? Well, of course, I went immediately out on Wednesday, uh, blew off work because I can't sell any trucks, and bought, I found a it was like a fourteen pound thirteen pound turkey whole yeah. frozen. Butterball, and then because I bought that one, I got a yeah. six-pound breast only for half price. It was the deal, but you could only get That's one. Great. It was there was a, a big sign on the freezer oh, door with limiting rationing out, yeah, 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 because of the impending shortage. Blah blah blah. But I'm set to go. Oh, so uh, wet or dry, Brian? Uh, well, this particular bird, after it's thawed, will be. Already has a thirty percent uh, injection salt in it. solution. Yeah, so I won't do anything with it. I'll I'll rub it a little bit, and then I'll either cut the backbone out of it, and it'll go on the smoker or the breast. You'll will, spatchcock, and then the other one yeah. will. It's it's going to be one way or the other. One's going to be in the oven. One's going to be in the smoke. Yeah, but both mm. are already enhanced or injected or brined so, or whatever. So my mine is mine. Mine will not be enhanced, and, mm. and I will dry brine. And for anybody that's listening right now, I'm going to tell you: forget the wet brine, just forget it. It's a huge pain in the ass. It is no better at all than a dry brine, and a dry brine is about four thousand times easier. Do so you, just cut it up. Do you just like? Uh, do you use? a mixture or is it just salt on top? no i like to that. throw look i this time of year i don't, i can't really get enough sage 
I love sage. Mm-hmm. Sage is fall in a flavor to me. So I'll use a you know tablespoon of uh, kosher salt for every you know four or five pounds of turkey. I'll put some dry sage in it, maybe a little bit of thyme, uh, a bunch of black pepper, and that will be my uh, that will be my dry brine. Simple. Hmm. I'll spatchcock probably cooks faster, cooks better. I think it's a beautiful thing, and you know, look, Norman Rockwell's been dead a long time that perfect looking bird that, that you know that famous picture is brought to the table that doesn't happen anymore everybody's smiling at the thanksgiving table nobody's the guests at my thanksgiving table are never always smiling somebody's arguing with someone that's you know i mean that's the reality uncle joe is there and he's crazy and everybody knows he's crazy he talks about the same BS every year, and nobody wants to hear it, but he's you have drunk. to have him because he's not maybe drunk. He's yeah. very drunk. About ready to pass so. out into his whipped potatoes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I love it. I love it. I love the leftovers. It's uh, my, my oh, uh, the best part. friend of mine. Oh. friend of mine calls uh, Thanksgiving the Super Bowl of leftovers. That's right. One year, uh, we were down at my parents' house, and we had a bunch of leftover stuffing a bunch of leftover mashed potatoes and yeah. the next day my mom and i uh rolled everything up into balls breaded them and deep fried everything deep fried stuffing balls uh, deep fried mashed potato balls we were crazy how was that not a good how was that not a good yeah. thing so good the, yeah, the potatoes the we probably should have had more in the in the freezer for a little longer because they some of them did kind of droop out but start to yeah, yeah they, melty, they blow up yeah. melted Melted, not melting, yeah, melted. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the air fryer? Do you have an air fryer? Yeah, of course. What's happening? Oh, we're done. Are we done? We got a minute. We I do done. I do no. have an air fryer. I'm just saying. I have a ninja I'm foodie saying those, those potato balls. The, what? I have a ninja foodie thing. It's a pressure cooker. It's an air fryer. It's a slow fryer, cooker. Yeah. I, I'm saying I think the, the I think uh, air frying those mashed potato balls, mm. uh, Air frying them is is sometimes better, better than deep frying them. Yeah, and I like to take like a little like a cube of stuffing and cram it in the middle. <laughs> and with, you know, there's cheese and whatever you want else you yeah. want to put in there, and then you you know flour them and then egg them and then pangle them. Air fryer, really good, really easy, simple. I assume there's recipes and stuff over at thecookingguy.com for people to check oh, yeah, out if everything. they want ideas. Yep, yep. I'm working on that. I'm working on the page now. It should be up in another you know few days. Links to everything. Some old uh, links, some new links, but everything's solid and works. And uh, and it'd be great. And it's funny. People don't know this, but uh, before we talk here, you send some talking ideas, some yes. ideas. Hey, why don't we talk about this and this and this? And in and, and the one you sent, I think, yesterday or today, you said, which probably will not get to any of them. And we didn't get to any of them. That's not true. We did like 80% of it. We talked about the pit barrel and El Pastor. And oh, we did turkey wrong. talk. We, we did pretty good. Oh, I mean, for us, oh, forget, we almost we did, we, we hit like the whole outline for us. So we're good. Uh, you can find Sam over at thecookingguy.com. You can find him on YouTube where 3.11 million of you already have found him enjoying videos Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And for your shopping needs, shop.stcg.com. Get it before it's too late or get it before anybody else gets it. And then it'll definitely be too late and get ahead of the damn shipping curve as well. 
Gosh, Tim, I know you're going to stay tuned for my debut Clubhouse guest audio. He's he's oh. in there right now. So how's the, he sound? Have you checked him out yet? Nope. The biggest hurdle. <laughs> the biggest Why hurdle. Are we doing this, the, but the biggest hurdle has been cleared. He's in. He's ready well, to go. Right? I I didn't know if he was. I mean, you have to download the app. You have to find the room. What if he sounds like shit? He's not going to sound like shit. He's a world champion. You have, you have, you have standards. Right, hold on. I don't know why you are going to test them. We're going to test it right now. Hold on. Brad, okay, let's go. Brad, you there? Yeah. Does it sound like shit? We're doing all right. No, you sound great. Doesn't he sound yeah. good, Sam? Sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. Sam, this is the twenty twenty one Jack Daniels World Champion you're talking to right now, Brad Leiniger. Hey, Brad, congratulations. And I don't I want you to think that I don't like you. I was only questioning the use of uh, whatever well, it's called. What's it called? On, Country on time. The fly. Yeah. Brad, yeah. you're you're a pretty tech-savvy yeah. guy, right? You can navigate. I, yeah, I, I got this down. I got it down. I had I, I had complete faith in the uh, in the application here. So Yeah, why not? Good. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? So, All right, uh, Brad, stand by. We'll get to you here in just one second. The worst that could happen is he sounds like good shit. Yeah, well, guess what? We averted that. So but it did. We're all no, but I'm just saying that is the worst that could happen. Of course. And it would make you crazy, and we would talk about it tomorrow, and you would have uh, pangs of uh, anxiety and regret <laughs> I would and be remorse. Up all night. And I'll be up all night. It might even lower your station in life, so who knows? We don't want that. No, no more Harry Styles concerts? Right. I could, how could that be? No. Sam, appreciate the time as always, my friend. See so you. Have a good talk. All right, there he is. Same with Cooking Guy, and obviously Brad is in the green room, so stand by you. Boy, what is going on here? Stand by. Here we go. I will talk to you quickly about Yoder Smokers, then we will get to Brad. Yoder Smokers designs and builds all of their products right here in the States, building pride through craftsmanship, world-class customer service. That's the backbone of how they've built the company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke-style product that elevates gatherings with friends and family. And they're honored to have a trusted place in the backyards of America, from pellet grills to wood-fired offsets and charcoal grills. Consistent blue ribbon flavor has become synonymous with the Yoder Smoker's name. Make no mistake, Yoder Smoker's flavor-driven design is unique through each style of pit. And their team has developed cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's this generational thought that's rooted in the handmade products and defines the integrity of the core values, American-made quality, endless flavor. Those are the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. You can grab yours today over at Yodersmokers.com. You can also visit their dealers. Why not? But go to Yodersmokers.com and then go from there. Brad Leiniger is ready to go. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com and get tips from world champ pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, Charles Cridland. Mouthwatering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Smithfield fresh pork. Quite simply, some of the best pork money can buy. A trusted choice of world champ pitmasters for use in competitions. 
and at home. By the way, if you're a committed cook and you are competing, go to smokingwithsmithfield.com to brag and enter your first place pork and rib finishes. Helping me close the show tonight is the pitmaster for one of the most successful teams on the KCBS circuit here over the past, it's got to be 10 years now, has a number of team of the year titles to his credit, restaurants, world championships on the shelf. A few weeks ago, he added a GC of the Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off to that list as well. Here to talk about it and some other live fire topics is none other than the pitmaster of getting basted, Brad Leininger. Hey, Brad. Hey, Greg. How are you? Good. Appreciate you uh, jumping on here with me this evening as we close out the show. And uh, this is kind of a rebook as well. We were going to do it a couple weeks ago. I forget exactly. Uh, maybe I took the week off or some banana thing like that. But we're happy to have you on. So first, let's talk about what happened a couple weeks ago. And here's the conversation that I love to have. Somebody who has never had one ounce of thought of competing in a barbecue competition in his life. That's me, obviously. I love having the conversations with the guys that win either the Jack or the American Royal, and hopefully they haven't won both. I know you were just shy on the uh, American Royal side of things. You were a a reserve one year, uh, a couple years ago. But as you look at the win of the Jack and you look at the almost win at the American Royal, and let's assume you you had it, is it possible, or perhaps this is a better question to lead off, is it possible to look at one that you haven't won, but you are, you're right there at reserve, and then win the other side of it and say, well, I think I can adequately compare and contrast these and say, all things considered, X means more to me for these reasons. Can you do that? Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing with the Jack is that you don't know when you're going to get back there, right? Like, you can always go to the Royal. So you're always, you know, as long as they hold the Royal, you've got a chance to win the Royal. But the Jack, you've got to earn your way in. So uh, to me, you know, it's special to win that because just the lack of opportunities. You know, when you get an opportunity to go down there and be able to win it, uh, that that really means a lot to me to to take home that one. Brad Leininger joining me here on the show. So uh, you win it a couple weeks ago. If we can roll it back just a little bit, uh, and this isn't obviously your first Jack. So how many has this made for you just going down? That was my fourth jack. Fourth jack. All right. So when you look at the first jack and you fast forward here to the fourth, just from a logistics standpoint, and as you had mentioned, there's a really good chance you could get in one year, and then depending on how the cards fall out, even if you're having a tremendous season, you might not get that invite to go back for years, maybe not ever. For the teams that just show up, as you can perhaps recollect on, is there a a fine line between trying to take it all in, but then also making sure that you are dialed in on what you need to do as a team to make sure that you're giving your chance to be the, uh, to give yourself the best shot at pulling out a potential victory when it counts. Yeah, no, I think there is, you know, this year I really made a, a concerted effort. I took my little trailer down there. I did not bring my family. I didn't, my, my wife staying home. I, mean, I treated it like a business trip. And wow. that was my goal because I set out to win the Jack. You know, the first time we went there, we had everybody went there. You know, we did the whole thing. We were touring the distillery. We were out just having a good time, just taking in the experience. Whereas this time I, I was there for, for business. And I, I think it showed up at my cook. Brad, is there something like uh, rustling around on your shirt or something? Uh, it's possible. Uh, let me here. Let me hold uh, my mic out a little bit here. 
See if that helps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Thank you. Okay. Um, so you did this whole cook by yourself. I did. Yeah. I, you know, I had uh, my business partner rode down there with me just for the ride, but uh, yeah, I tried to leave all, you know, do it like I do every weekend. And that was my goal the whole way through. Was are, just, are you hey, a guy that cooks cook. by themselves for the most part now? I, I do for the most part, you know, I probably do, oh, 75, 80% of the contest by myself. My brother-in-law rides with me sometimes. I think he came out with me maybe four or five times this year, but in general, uh, I'm rolling solo. Has that been the way you have rolled since the beginning or is that something you have evolved into no i mean we've always had varying you know have, i've had my kids with me i've had my wife with me i've had my, my sister and my brother-in-law with me and, and i enjoy having them go and and just we've been doing it for a long time you know and and they've managed to move on to other other stuff in their life quicker than i have if that makes any sense so uh you know i'm I, everybody else has kind of quit on me is what i like to joke around about so <laughs> uh, I, i'm out there still cooking and and they're, they're all doing something else would you like to have, so not to make it all about me, but people ask me all the time, would you like to have a, a producer or somebody that, that helps you put on the live production? And my quick answer is, well, for the last 15 years and since the inception of the show, it's only been me prepping and growing and technology and all this stuff. So it would be really hard for me to bring somebody in and then feel comfortable right off the bat that that next show is going to be as seamless as it has been for the last 15 years same for you like would you like to have somebody there consistently or would that perhaps give you a hurdle that you would rather not have right no i'd rather not have it i mean it's harder to cook when i have people around you know i I, i've got my you know i've got my routines and i've got my my systems down and and when i have somebody there you know it's more you know you're, you're you're entertaining them and you're more you know it's not that you need help and i have people ask me if they can help all the time and and you know i you just hit the point where i've got it where i just don't need help you know and I'm, I'm a control freak and and you know i like going out and cooking the contest so oh, do i like to have somebody riding along with me for the uh you know when i'm putting the miles on the road you know absolutely that makes it a lot easier but as far as the actual cook itself uh i, I like to do things my way and and you know that, that that's the way it's going to stay as you get through turn-ins obviously the jack known for having the white meat portion that you typically don't have to deal with in a KCBS contest, but it's probably old hat to you at this point. Do you feel that through turn-ins, you've given yourself the best shot at giving a giving yourself a victory that weekend? Oh yeah, I, and and I've been cooking pretty solid. And I mm -hmm. think you know one thing, you know Joe Pierce and I from Joe Pierce from Slaps have been you know point chasing and cooking pressure pack contests for you know probably the last eighteen months. And so that really set us up to go in there and cook at a high level at that contest. And I was right next to Joe, and I know he had great food, and I had great food. You know, I wasn't surprised to see us go one-two. I thought either one of us could have won it. And, uh, you know, it, absolutely. I, I knew when I turned it in, I turned in what I wanted to turn it, you know, what, what I wanted to give to the judges. Then it's just a matter of finding the right tables. Do you think Joe gets the respect he deserves on the competition side? You know, I, I think he's starting to. You know, I think, you know, he kind of did it backwards. Uh, you know, he jumped in, uh, you know, from Pitmasters first and, and kind of got his accolades from that on the TV side of things. And then he's really honed his craft. And I can tell you, you know, I've been chasing points for, uh, you know, a long time. And, and Joe is as tough as anybody I've competed against. So if, if he hasn't, he, he deserves it because uh, uh, he has turned into a, a ferocious competitor. And uh, I, I can tell you, I'd stack him up against anybody. Brad Leininger joining me here on the show. Pitmaster getting basted. Your 2021 Jack Daniels world champ. So as you are going through awards and you're getting through top 10 and it's uh, just second place and then first place, when you hear getting basted called 
for Grand Champ specifically for this one? What are those first emotions that kind of wash over you? Is it the stereotypical elation and screaming and yelling or because it seemed to be a business trip from the outset? Is it like, yeah, of course I prepped, I closed and this is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, there's some elation there, but at, at that point it's almost relief, right? I mean, you're sitting there walking <laughs> through it and, and you're, 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 you know, you know, you've got the calls, right. And, and, you know, I've got people after I got my brisket call, you know, I had, you know, three top five calls. And after I had the brisket call, I got people coming up, congratulate me and stuff. And I'm just trying to shoo them away. I'm like, look, it's not over yet. You know, stay away from me. Don't jinx me. I'm just sitting there trying to, you know, I had Johnny Trigg try to hug me on the, on the way to the stage, you know, for my brisket <laughs> call. And I told him to sit down. I said, Hey Johnny, sit down. I, if I get another call, then uh, I'll give you a big old hug then. But, but you know, this thing's still not over. So, you know, you're kind of sitting there and you think you've got the calls, but you never know at the Jack, right? You never know what that one thing you didn't hear your name in, you know, it could have been, been a really low score. So you're just sitting there ticking through the numbers. And when it finally hits, I mean, honestly, the first first reaction was just like just a sense of relief. It's like, okay, we got this thing done. And then after that, the elation hit. And then, you know, just kind of kind of hits home that, yeah, man, you know, you, you, you set out to one of your, you know, your, your barbecue bucket list. You know, one of the things you circle that you want to get done is win the jack. And, and that I just accomplished that. It, it took a few days to settle in, but uh, it, it's certainly one of the best feelings I've ever had in barbecue. Is this the biggest competition win to date then? Oh, man. I mean, you know, we won Pork Shoulder at Memphis in May this year. Uh, King of the Smoker was w- was a big one as well. But, uh, yes, yeah, certainly, uh, you know, it's hard to argue that the Jack Daniels is on the short list. And, and just the visibility of it and, and just, just, you know, the, the stock that everybody puts into it. I mean, I think I'd, I'd have to say, yeah, it probably is my biggest win. Is the Jack at all i I, i'm saying this with peace peace and love peace and love love. is the jack potentially overrated well i don't it's just one of those deals that you know not everybody's there so maybe the field isn't as tough as as some of the other majors you know but i don't know that you can overrate something with the mystique and Mm -hmm. and just the you know just just the name brand recognition of winning the jack i just don't think you can overrate it do i think that you know sometimes it's it's a little too difficult for some of the good teams maybe in the midwest or you know places that have a ton of contests maybe some of those texas teams or something do i think maybe a few more of those teams should be in there yeah i probably do but but still i mean that's a world-class field and and to go out there and win one of those contests i it's it's hard to say it's overrated Brad, you are currently sitting first in KCBS Team of the Year points. You were the Team of the Year last year, of course, and that was a a unique season, to say the least, as it kind of got started halfway through, and then it was a, a sprint, to say the least, to get through the end. And, of course, you outlast everybody to take Team of the Year in 2020. You are on pace for another one, backing it up in 2021. You were Team of the Year again in 2018. I mean, you have to be if not the most prolific, uh, one of the most prolific competition teams out there in the last five years easily. Uh, you could be winning it three out of the last four years if uh, things go right here. Are you a lock for team of the year right now, or are you, Joe, still battling a little bit? I am. I can officially say I'm a lock since it's, uh, KCBS changed their season. It ends October 31st. Oh, all right. Well, here we so, are talking uh, to the yeah. 2021 KCBS team of the year. Brandon. So, I mean, th- three in four years is pretty awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it. I, I didn't set out really last year to win it. You know, 2018 and this year, I kind of made it the goal to set out, you know, set out and win it. And, uh, you know, this year I kind of wanted to win it because to my knowledge, nobody's done it three times. So, you know, I, yep. I, I had the opportunity and, and wanted to go out and get it done three times. Um, I doubt I do it again. But uh, you, you just you just never know. So uh, anyway, now yeah, I'm I'm really proud, and and it's it's really satisfying. I I don't think people that haven't done it can understand that just the mental and physical toll that it takes to go chase points and barbecue. I mean, you just can't have an off week. You've, you're traveling from coast to coast. You've got to cook at a high level every week. You're trying to track down meat. You're trying to clean smokers. I just, you know, it, it's just a tremendous effort, and and I'm I'm extremely proud of those team of the years. I put them up with any of the majors I've won. And, uh, you know, to win it three times is, 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 you know, truly blessed. It's a tremendous amount of time and travel and everything that you just said. And for the folks that are listening that maybe are very peripherally introduced to competition barbecue, uh, you don't have to give me straight up specifics if you don't want, but what is your expense in and then what are you getting back out in winnings? Like, are you at least at a break even or are you making money because of some of the bigger ones that you've won? And by the way, like very few teams are technically in the black year over year just because of the, the nature of how competition barbecue works. But I mean, you are one of the few that are just doing 30 plus a year, 40 plus a year or whatever. I mean, you're almost out there every weekend. Right. And, and you know, we do make money at it. You know, we make a little bit more money. We're about $1,500. Uh, a contest is about what it costs us. And, and I, you know, I'll, you know, I, the Jack helped a ton, but I'll make a little bit more than that. And then we also teach classes. So our classes are really successful. Uh, we teach those all over. We've got some sponsorship and we've got some stuff now that the, the hourly pay would be a joke if you sat down and figured it <laughs> out. But, but, uh, you know, I do, uh, you know, it, you know, quote unquote, make a living doing this. Uh, you know, I have the restaurants and they supplement it and everything else. But, uh, um, you know, we were doing that before the restaurants opened. We were making enough money to, uh, you know, say we're one of the few people that do this professionally. And uh, it's not an easy way to make a living for sure, but uh, it is possible. And uh, we, we do uh, manage to stay profitable. The other thing that you have been really invested in is the Barbecue League. I think initially when it rolled out, it was National Barbecue League, and, and now it's the Barbecue League. So for the folks that aren't familiar with that, what's it all about and uh, how does one get involved with that? So the barbecue league, you know, is really supposed, you know, came about to market uh, barbecue, competition barbecue, backyard barbecue. It's just a way for us to kind of pull the curtain back on what we do. There's really just not a good way for the public and for other competitors or people that are interested in getting into competition barbecue to see what it's all about. So we set out, Tim Shear and I from uh, Shake and Bake, set out to make this stuff a little more accessible. So you know, we have a subscription service. The point of that subscription is to fund content. I mean, we're not trying to make money off it. We're using it for marketing. But it's just, a, you know, $100 a year and you get tell-all recipes. You get behind-the-scenes access at contests. Uh, you get to see things, you know, ask questions, get to, you know, uh, basically, you know, look behind at what everybody's doing in competition barbecue and get to see some championship recipes from Tim and myself. And we've got Joe Pierce on there and we've got uh, Bill Purvis and Fred Robles. And, you know, we've got Blaine Hunter and several just top of the line pit masters that are out there giving up some of their secrets. And, you know, competition classes are expensive and, and we feel a hundred bucks a year is a bargain for what you get for yeah. it. And uh, you can just head over to the barbecueleague.com, the bbqleague.com, and, and, and check it out. So I, I, I don't think, you know, dollar for dollar, there's a better deal in competition barbecue. You're obviously the top pit master out there on the KCBS side of things. 
from a competition food standpoint, you have a few other options. If you're a steak cook, SCA seems to be you know what the the KCBS has been on the steak cooking side of things. Is that something that you've ever gotten into the SCA events? I've done a few SCAs. Yeah, I you know normally I don't have a lot of time, but uh, if there's one on Friday night, I'll cook it. Uh, I've I've got a few top fives. I've never won one, but uh, I I have been been in the top five a handful of times, and I managed to get my my famous thing is I get a ninth place call at just about every one of those I do. So at least I'm getting my name called or my ticket my ticket number read anyway. So no, I enjoy state competitions and and have a lot of respect for the guys out there doing that, guys and gals out there doing that. If you started to taper out of competition barbecue, would you pick up steak cooking because it's it's a little less more of a load to travel and the the cost to get in is a little less and you have a pretty decent payout a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks for a winning steak or whatever i don't know i mean i wouldn't rule it out i'd probably do a few few steaks i'm kind of hoping these single meat contests take off you know that'd be a good way to you know where you don't have to have the capital outlay you know in in the time outlay of a whole contest but you can still go out and cook barbecue so i'm hoping maybe a rib series or something like that kicks off and, and that'd be something i could transition to so, but yeah, I wouldn't rule out steak at all. I would, I would certainly uh, cook a few of them. Recently, KCBS announced that it was rolling out. I, I believe it's called the National Steak Championship. So, uh, where they're not bolting on an SCA event, let's say on a Friday, and then you would have your KCBS event Saturday rolling into Sunday or whatever, uh, they're going to have their own steak championships bolted on, perhaps on a Friday, and perhaps there'll be some independent, you know, outside of uh, any barbecue events, just uh, KCBS steak events. Any thoughts on them getting into that space? Uh, I had always thought that it would have been potentially better. Well, I mean, look, you, you go back to, you know, I, th- I think when, when Randall was involved in KCBS, he had rolled out national grilling backyard or whatever the hell it was, and it never went anywhere, and nothing has evolved since now the release of this national steak championships. I thought there there was some kind of a match potentially between KCBS and SEA to team up on any number of these events to have. To, like, and you could promote both sides, right? SEA could have a barbecue contest or a barbecue contest could have an SEA event and maybe some would leave depending on what they were more interested in, but you might get a bunch of carryover on any event having it out there. But now they're doing it themselves. Did you have any thoughts on them rolling that out and, and how those rules look? Um, You know, I, I, I think... I, I, I wish him the best. I mean, I'm a KCBS cook. Uh, you know, I wish him all the best. Um, I think the biggest problem facing KCBS and SCA and and and, and IBCA and and CBA and anything is we've got to get more people cooking. So mm-hmm. if the KCBS steak contest gets more people cooking, then I consider it a success. But I'm kind of with you. It, it seems to me to be. Um, you know, maybe coming out and, and, and too little too late reinventing the wheel. Um, I think they probably could have, you know, spent their money on something a little more barbecue related, but uh, you know, I, I, hopefully I'm wrong. And, and, and the uh, KCBS steak cook off is just another Avenue for people to get competitions under the belt. And I think there's some cool things with it. You know, I think, I think the idea of, of, you know, another championship, you know, the SCA does one down in Dallas. I think the idea of, of there being a championship in Kansas city and, and some more money thrown at cooks. I think that's a good thing, but, but I do think it's a little redundant maybe not necessarily, you know, probably could have been done a little bit differently or they could have done something else differently. If, if I was involved, I probably would have steered them a different direction, but uh, you know, I, that being said, I hope it's successful and, and, and wish everybody that wants to get into it the best. I probably won't be cooking any uh, strip steaks, but uh, you know, that, that, that's just my decision. 
uh, you know, is that PC enough answer for you? Uh, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know me and PC. I'll take it or leave <laughs> yeah. it. So uh, if you're happy with that, I'm happy with that, and we can move on. So uh, we're into November, obviously, and uh, the theme of tonight and over the next couple of weeks will be Thanksgiving. Do you have any tips on turkeys and, like, what is your Leidiger family tradition? Well, I, man, I roast a turkey, you know, in the oven. That's uh, I'm not a big smoker just because I like the gravy. I, I, I could take or leave the turkey. But to me, to have the proper gravy, you've got to have the pan drippings, which means the turkey's got to be roasted in the oven. So that's how we do it. That being said, I am filming a uh, turkey recipe on the Gateway Drum for uh, the barbecue league we're going to put out. So uh, I am going to be smoking one here in the next couple of days. So I'm looking forward to that. But as far as our spread goes, it's pretty traditional. Uh, we're we're going to have the whole bird and and the mashed potatoes and stuffing and 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 the whole nine yards. So that's that's just the way we've always done it. And I love cooking it. I mean, I I got into cooking uh, you know other food long before barbecue. And uh, Thanksgiving is just one of my absolute favorite meals to make. And uh, you know, I sit there and spend all day cooking. I can hardly eat by the time it's done, but <laughs> it's worth it just to watch everybody's you know everybody happy and eating your food. Brad Leiniger is the pitmaster of Getting Basted, your 2021 Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cookoff Grand Champ. And as we just learned, he is your 2021 KCBS Team of the Year Champ, announced right here on the show a few minutes ago. Brad, always appreciate the time. Congrats on all the success, and we will talk to you again soon. Yeah, hey, thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. You got it. There he is, Brad Leiniger right there. And it is a, a, a successful test of... The clubhouse, little microphone rub there, but I caught that. I figured that out all on my own. And he was adept at pulling it away and sounded like a champ. Of course, he is a champ. Okay, quickly before we run it over, I'll talk to you quickly about Vortic Watches. A small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches just like this one. And look at the back. There are the guts right there. They take these and turn them into wrist watches. Their mission to preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. And here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is unique and one-of-a-kind. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com for more info. Their military edition watches are going to be released soon, so go to VorticWatches.com and join the email list. There'll be a separate email list to announce when those watches are out. I think they're selling 15 this year. It's either 5 or 15, I think. And those watches, like if you're really into the bomber watches, those are ones that you're really going to want to check out. Great box, a lot of cool accessories, extra straps, blah, blah, blah. So check them out. And hopefully, they're going to be starting on my custom watch here shortly, and I'll be able to show you that. They're going to take video, so we'll see the whole process. All right, we're coming to wrap the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back, and we are ready to wrap it up. 
Hopefully you enjoyed Brad's recap of the Grand Champ winning over at the Jack Daniels. Plus, do we call that an exclusive? A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. I think we do. Brad just announced he's team of the year as of two days ago. All right, all the way back in the first hour, it was Mark Williams sitting in for Malcolm Reed. Mark Williams, the pitmaster of Swine Life Barbecue. Find him over on YouTube under Swine Life Barbecue. 43,000 of you are following him along watching those videos. And he's going to get more into competitions, as he said. Also, if you're going to be at the Palmer Home Festivities here next week, I believe, he'll be taking part in that. After Mark, we had... Robert Moss, robertfmoss.com. If you want tickets to his event, make sure that you go over and grab up the last general admission tickets. It's not going to be something you can wait on. If you want these tickets, you want to hang around these 24 pitmasters, sounds like you're going to have wide access. The food is going to be spectacular. Get after it, robertfmoss.com. Also sign up for that new publication that he has coming out, Second Hour, same the cooking guy, of course cookingguy.com shop.stcg.com over on YouTube as well 3.11 million of you watching for release of videos three times a week Mondays, Wednesdays and Friday and closing out the show the 2021 Jack Daniels World Champion Brad Leiniger from Getting Basted also part of the Barbecue League go to thebbqleague.com and sign up for 100 bucks a year get all that info that you just talked about a couple minutes ago and it doesn't sound like he's going to be into the KCBS side of steak things. His choice. I'm withholding judgment until we have at least a couple on board. Big show planned for you next week, of course. Meathead will be in, amongst others. So, how do I always leave? September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until we reconvene next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hi, this is Jeff Richards, Columbus, Ohio. You're listening to Barbecue Central.